And just a quick note before we dive into this week's recommendations, normally we record Q-tips pretty hot and fresh. We do it on a Monday, we release it on a Wednesday for the following Friday. That isn't quite the case for the month of May 2022 because I'm out on a little expedition, which means that we recorded all of these episodes early. We actually recorded them at the end of April. So what I'm getting at is I apologize if anything is not actually on streaming by the time you listen to this episode, even if it just came out. We tried to pick things that we thought would still be on, but as usual, streaming services are a little bit unpredictable in terms of when things come and go. So I am offering a 100% money-back guarantee on these episodes. If we recommend something and you go to watch it and it's not on streaming, I will refund you 100% of the money that you spent on this podcast. Welcome back to another installment of Q-Tips from the Video Store Junkies. And as you may have heard in the disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, uh, I am actually not recording this the week that it is being released because I am somewhere in the great outdoors. Hopefully, hopefully my car didn't break down like 20 minutes outside of uh, town. We'll see. But uh, so normally, you know, you guys do uh, you, you guys do themes. Usually some of you do themes like every week you have a theme for both your picks. Well, I'm going to show all of y'all up and I'm going to have a theme for this entire month. That's right. So I'm out in the great outdoors. So my theme the entire month is going to be the great outdoors. And mm. I'll actually kick us off because I've got a uh, I've got I've got one about uh, the great outdoors in a uh, foreign country if you're an American. And this one's about a couple of guys who decide to go on a hiking slash camping trip in Sweden. And it's kind of uh, they're kind of uh, you know trying to remember or I guess memorialize a, a friend of theirs that they, that they lost. And at some point, they decide to, uh, you know, go off trail, which always works really well, especially mm-hmm. if you're hiking places that you don't know. Uh, the name of the movie is The Ritual, which, oh. uh, you know, if you're if you're out in the uh, the woods and there are rituals going on, it's probably nothing good. It's nothing you want to be involved with. But unfortunately, uh, these guys stumble upon some rituals and uh, some some scary shit happens. So that's all I'll say about that. The movie is on Netflix. I if I didn't write this down. I think it's based on a book, but I, I can't remember who the book is by, so I apologize to that person. Maybe I'll put it in the outro. Uh, but either way, let's move along to our next person, and I think the next person this day is going to be Bill. Uh, ah, Bill, yeah. I, I, oh, actually, I like the ritual. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 oh, or no. actually not no, Bill. No. No, no, go ahead. I, I was like, oh, I, I did it last week, but that was last week because we're not recording these all at once. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, <laughs> last week I, I mentioned that I think 1957 was the best year for black and white monster movies. And I received uh, ones of emails agreeing with me and mentioning two more that I had to put in here. And the first one is The Black Scorpion, which is the first movie that I remember seeing as a child, probably through the slats of the crib. Um, on TV, this movie uh, it, uh, affected my life. It's it's about, as you probably predicted, a giant black scorpion that comes from an earthquake, comes out of the center of the earth, and attacks Mexico. In fact, there's a whole bunch of black scorpions, but there's one really big one, and he eats all the others and then attacks trains. It's great. It's got stop-motion animation by Willis O'Brien, who did King Kong, and an underrated genius named Pete Peterson, who was just absolutely phenomenal. They, they use some of the models from King Kong, from the spider pit sequence that's been lost and apparently will never be found now, but some of those models still exist and they have a whole sequence that takes place in this cavern where these creatures, these insect 
crab octopus things are coming out and chasing people. Absolutely terrifying. This, this is a, just mind-blowing if you're a kid. Great animation. Very low budget. You can see where some corners were cut and everything, but still a fun, fun movie. So the Black Scorpion, which I believe can be found on Pluto. And I will send this over to Paul. Oh, why, uh, thank so, you, Bill. Oh, sorry. Can, can I just butt in real quick, Bill? Sure, yeah, uh, if, yeah. If you can, if you can try not to fidget while you're talking, because uh, the uh, <sighs> mic picks all that stuff up. That's fine. These damn That's cats. Fine. These no, I guess it's got a kid. <laughs> oh, it's a cat. cat. <laughs> it was a cat tail smacking into the microphone. <laughs> okay, Oops. sorry. Sorry. Well, in that case, it's acceptable. Mm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shall I go? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. Let me take you. This film came out mid 1970s. You have an oversized predator who is mm. who is attacking people in a in a resort area, and the 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 uh, law enforcement officer has to take care of it. Nope, it's not Jaws. It's a year later. It's 1976's Grizzly by William Girdler, Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! starring Christopher George as the park ranger who has, must battle this giant 18 foot grizzly bear. I remember hearing about this as a kid. I remember my cousin Scott Lobato telling me about how at one point the grizzly picks up a woman and eats her like a hero sandwich. Wow. And uh, it's, it's, it's not a great film, but it's fun. And they really, they, they go, they rip off jaws so badly in this, uh, especially the ending. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is one that I think uh, Mr. Mulligan can, can riff on the, the sequel they tried to do. Grizzly oh. Two, oh, which yeah. they, yeah, Grizzly 2 The Revenge, which for years only existed on a, a, a print, a crappy print you can get on YouTube without the grizzly bear in it because they never had the funds. Um, recently, the production company actually apparently got funds and um, and put the bear in, which I think takes part takes away part of the fun. Plus, I it's it's available on Amazon. That's available on Amazon Prime, but I wouldn't watch it because apparently they really screwed the the other people out of lots of money so don't give them any money but grizzly the original one you can watch still and that's on the roku channel hoopla tubi and imdb tv so again that's grizzly from 1976 and speaking about getting oh yeah one grizzly one the first grizzly has one of the greatest posters ever by neil adams the comic book artist who like revitalized batman it's a spectacular poster that would be worth putting on any wall your house and as far as Grizzly 2, the only reason anyone even cares about this piece of crap is that the <laughs> cast was a bunch of people who, for the rest of their lives, would live in shame at being a part of Grizzly 2. Laura Dern, Charlie Sheen, John Rhys Davies, Louise Fletcher. I mean, wow, there's some real good stuff there. But yeah, it's what I've seen was dreadful without the bear, and I can't imagine putting fake bear in there improve things much i actually actually find it sorry i, I find it hard to believe that john rice davies has ever regretted anything he's been in but i don't know <laughs> well okay fair enough. <laughs> no offense to him i True. love john rice davies but <laughs> and obviously charlie sheen has never regretted anything he's True. done films or otherwise so but laura dern i'm sure laura dern you know has some shame well moving on from grizzly and as uh, like i would say speaking about being eaten by bears Renee, what have you got for us? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, So I have an unintentional theme. My first pick, and 
I, I believe this is one that, that Mr. Mulligan does not quite care for, but I'm, I'm going to do mm. it anyway. Uh, this is, it's a movie that's based on a Stephen King novel, so it's got to be a little bit sort of good. Um, it's this couple, and they are going through town, and they get stuck in this, mm. yeah, oh yeah, you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get stuck in this town full of horrible children. And you know I love children. Um, <laughs> and and uh, honestly, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit confused by somehow at the end. That we'll, we can talk about that part offline. But it's a, a boy that is kind of um, taken over as the leader of this town. And his name is Isaac. And uh, he's a real pain in the ass. And he gets uh, the kids to kind of do his bidding. Uh, but is it his bidding? Or is there a darker force behind it all i don't know you'll have to watch the movie it's called children of the corn and it's available on amazon prime Tubi, shutter roku and amc plus probably a handful of other places you can find it so again uh that movie is called children of the corn and i have to give it back to somebody and i forget who went first was it bill zach zach <laughs> oh yeah. shit zach hey zach how you doing yeah hi <laughs> Um, I, I will I will point out at this point you probably have to specify you're talking about the uh, 1984 version of Children of the Corn because I think there have been like three movies just oh, Jesus. titled Children of the Corn at this point. I am talking yeah. about that one with yeah. the one and only Courtney Gaines, um, who I just thought was adorable when I was younger. I mean, he's still adorable, but when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, look at that ginger cutie. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so mm. I have weird taste. What can I say? Yeah. yeah, and then you can also do a marathon because I believe there have been what like thirteen children oh. of the corn films. So, anyways, <laughs> before I get Bill started, I'm gonna launch into my second pick. Uh, so, Sorry, Bill. so, so my first pick, my first pick was The Ritual. So, what better film to do a double feature with than Rituals? Now, this is not a sequel to The Ritual. This is the 1977 survival horror film. It's a Canadian film about a couple of doctors who go out into the wilderness. They're just trying to relax, you know, have a good time, mm, kind sure. of uh, unwind a little bit. But, you know, I mean, this if you've ever seen any any horror film based in the, uh, you know, the, the wilderness, uh, that, none of that stuff's going to happen. And they're probably in trouble. And, yeah, believe it or not, they are in trouble. This is a... I don't want to say this is a great movie. It's actually, I don't even know if it's a good movie, but it was a kind of a fun movie to watch. It's like a pretty blatant kind of deliverance ripoff just without all the like particular nastiness that that film had. Uh, I will say this movie does uh, have Hal Holbrook in it. So, I mean, I, you know, if, if you're just watching it for him, nothing else, then it's reason enough to watch it. So, yeah, not not a not a great great film, but it is a kind of nasty, kind of gritty horror film. It's actually one of those movies where I don't know if a good print of it exists. So uh, this one's on Prime Video, Tubi, Shutter, Fandor, and Plex. And I watched it on Prime Video, and they had what looked like a bad VHS rip of the movie, and it kind of seemed like an appropriate way to watch it. So uh, once again, the film is Rituals. And uh, yeah, I'm going to pass it over to Bill for his second pick. My second pick, again, from the glorious days of uh, 1957, 20 million miles to Earth. 
Now, this movie is directed by, oh, who gives a rat's ass who it's directed by? It's a Ray Harryhausen movie. There is no more thankless task on earth than to direct a Ray Harryhausen movie because nobody cares. If the movie's good, it's all because of Ray Harryhausen. And if the movie's bad, it's despite of Ray Harryhausen. There is no way you win in this deal. Ray Harryhausen, for those who don't know, and you should be properly ashamed of yourself, was the special effects genius who took stop motion animation where he took little articulated dolls and moved them frame by frame and brought them to life. It's the greatest special effect that's ever been done. It just, you know, you watch that as a kid, at least when you're, when I was a kid, and it was just the most amazing thing. And it totally got you into films and movie making. Nowadays, kids look at it and like, it looks fake. And small wonder the world is going to hell in a handbasket. It can all be traced to that, that loss right there. Death of magic. Um, anyway, a spaceship goes to Venus and comes back and they bring a little tiny thing from Venus, this cute little two-legged, they call him the Emer, I don't know why. And um, he uh, it's in Italy and he starts growing and growing because the Earth's sun or science and uh, he keeps on growing and, and there, people are trying to net him and everything. You feel bad for the thing. I mean, he, he, minding his own business on Venus and then they drag him here and now he's growing out of control. It ends up with a big fight between the army and the Emer on the Coliseum. And this movie literally exists because Ray Harryhausen was looking for an excuse to go on vacation to Italy. So he wrote this screenplay or helped write the screenplay where it would take place at the Coliseum. So of course they had to send him to Italy so he could take pictures. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, it's great. It's it's one of my favorites. The, the Emer himself eventually was turned into the Cyclops for Seven Voyages Sinbad. Unfortunately, back then, those movies were pretty low budget, so they had to recycle their monsters, at least the insides. But lots of fun. You know, again, 1957. Man, what a, what a great time to be a kid. All these good movies coming out. And I will send it to a guy who's also kind of like a kid, Paul. Why, thank you. I thought you were going to say Ooh. like a Cyclops. Um, <clears throat> well, um, you know, my last pick was about a, a giant bear, 1976. Let's jump forward ahead three years. Uh, director John Frankenheimer, director of... of oh, such, God. You know, <laughs> Bill knows what's coming. Yep. Director of, of such classic films as Birdman and Alcatraz, The Manchurian Candidate, says, you know what? You know, it's, it's, it, we need to worry about the environment. I want to do an environmental horror film. So he came up with Prophecy from 1979, playing on Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, Epics and direct TV. So Robert Foxworth plays a, I guess he's like an environmental scientist and he's sent to investigate possible pollution at a, at a paper mill, which also there's also conflicts with the native American group that's in the area. And the native Americans have this, 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 there have a, a, a prophecy that this beast made up all different beasts will come and save them. Well, apparently the mercury in the water causes the the fetus of of a bear to stop development at various stages so you have this bear that they wanted to think look like it was made of a different parts but of different animals but um well leonard malton described it as looking like a giant salami so it's often hmm. referred to as the giant salami bear um and yeah it's not a great movie but it 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 has a place in my heart because when i was a kid um summer of 1979 uh, I was I was going to a day camp where we were learning about how to go camping and we were going to go this big camping thing on Fourth of July, but it was raining, so they delayed it by a day. And so I went to White Flint Mall to watch 
prophecy with my friend Joey Moyer and watch this thing about this giant mutant bear. There's a fantastic scene, one of my favorite scenes, where this kid's in one of those little, like, mummy uh, sleeping bags, and he gets up to try to hop away from it, and the bear just hits him, and he goes flying and smash. It's, it's great. Um, yeah. It's really fun. And anyway, you know, the next day when I'm sleeping in the tent and we're hearing the fireworks in the town nearby going off, boom, boom. It scared the crap out of me because I was thinking a giant mutant slombie bear is coming to eat me. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, Prophecy, it is, uh, again, playing on Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, Epics, and DirecTV. It stars Robert Foxworth, Talia Shire, Armand Asante, and Richard Dysart. So, I mean, it's got a good cast, and uh, yeah. So, um, oh, come on, that me, movie, that movie, man. It, is wonderful? Is that the word you, you're looking for, Bill? Oh, oh, it just, just, I'll just put in one thing. Robert Foxworthy is an environmental scientist who's there to investigate poisoned lake, right? So what yeah. does he do? He goes out fishing. He catches these giant mutated salmon, cooks them up, and serves them to his pregnant wife. <laughs> and that's, and your point that's the is... Kind of, that's the kind of scientist we need. Uh, what what an amazing movie. It's it's amazing, all right. Yeah. And and speaking about being eaten by a giant salami bear, Renee, what have you got for us? <laughs> oh my gosh! So I wasn't really anticipating a theme for this week, but I kind of stumbled upon one. Do you know who directed Children of the Corn? No, Renee. Who directed Children of the Corn? Thanks for asking, Paul. <laughs> it was Fritz. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Fritz or Fritz Kirsch? Do you know what else he directed? No, Renee, what else did he direct? <laughs> Children of the Corn 2? <laughs> Probably, God help us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He directed a movie called Tough Turf. I'm pretty oh. sure that I saw this like a million times when I was a kid on like USA Up All Night. <laughs> oh my God, this movie is so corny. It's got James Spader in it. And uh, I believe Robert Downey Jr. is in it. But his love interest is played by Kim Richards, and I'm, I know everybody's like, who the hell is that? She was in a show that I can't remember the name of, sorry, um, but she is the older sister of Kyle Richards, who was the little girl in Halloween who came back for Halloween Kills. You remember that? Evil Dies Tonight, you remember? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. <laughs> the, so... James Spader, he's like the new guy, and he's, you know, like typical James Spader character, like preppy asshole, you know, gives off that air of having some like old money in the family, but he's in love with this girl, and she's from like the bad side of town, and you know, where people wear bandanas and stuff, and yeah, so they get, you know, I don't, it's kind of, kind of a common story, I don't really know, is it, um, you know, Maria West Side Story kind of a thing. I'm not really sure. Anyway, silly, ridiculous, tough turf available on Tubi. Yeah. There you go. I, I just have to interject about Kim Richards. She was mm-hmm. in the the Witch Mountain movie. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Thank and you. the TV show you were thinking of was Nanny and the Professor. And, oh, you know, Phoebe Figularly. And you've got to sing yes. that song to take us out. Oh no! I've got—I've already got one picked out, but I could Ooh. sing it as a bonus if you want. Oh, that is a bonus. Hey, Sugar <laughs> Lily is right. a silly name, and oh. so many silly things keep happening. Oh, well, but see, now I'm jumping in the wrong time. But go ahead. Sorry, interrupt. I can do uh, the whole song actually. You can. I sing, um, I sing it to my cat. Oh jeez! <laughs> Haven't they suffered enough? Um, 
Yeah, Renee did remind me of something though when she said up all night that you know we just recently had what I think is a big loss in the podcasting community when Gilbert Gottfried completely unexpectedly passed away after a long secret illness. Another one of those people who I greatly admire because he knew he was having issues and could have used it to milk a whole lot of sympathy. And instead he just mm. kept it quiet till it was over, which is totally not the way I'm going to do it. Just want to let everyone know about that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was fantastic. And his podcast, if you haven't, if you think Gilbert Gottfried's just a guy with an annoying voice, please check out that podcast. If you like our podcast, you're going to like his because they find people from, you know, famous people, not so famous people, folks who grew up and watched all these wonderful films and it's it's an amazing podcast him and his partner frank santa padre who's a great researcher just put on uh just just a wonderful thing and we're gonna i'm gonna miss him i really am that's that was like my second or third favorite podcast after ours of course course. (laughs) so rest in peace gilbert yes i agree now that i brought everyone down yeah yeah i was gonna say that, that you probably, yeah it's time for a song paul yeah, yeah. you sing us out yeah hey casey Kay, hey casey Kaysen, why don't you take us out on a down note here yes i've got a song for us this one this one's fits on fits my two movies and it goes out to you zach it's called the teddy bear's picnic if you go down in the woods today you're shooting for a big surprise if you go down in the woods today you better go in And as always, here's a summary of all of our recommendations for the weekend of May 6th, 2022. Bill recommended The Black Scorpion, which is currently available on Pluto, and 20 Million Miles to Earth, currently available on Tubi, Roku, and Fubo. Paul recommended Grizzly, currently available on Tubi, Roku, and Hoopla, and Prophecy, which is currently playing on Prime, Paramount+, and Epics. Renee recommended Children of the Corn, that's the 1984 version, which is available on Prime, Tubi, Shudder, and Roku, and Tough Turf, which is currently playing on Tubi. And I recommended The Ritual, which is currently available on Netflix, and Rituals, which is currently available on Amazon Prime, Tubi, Shudder, Fandor, and Plex. Every teddy bear who's been...